Hello everyone, Joyce here. Um, so surprisingly, uh, yesterday was the least number of listeners that I got. And I was just like waiting and in the night and this morning too. And I was just thinking, hmm, very strangely, I've never had, I've had definitely more than this. And I was looking at my title and I was thinking, yeah, of course, of course, um, because who's ready? Because the title read, Am I Ready to Embrace Death? And the ellipses and maybe tonight. And I realized that many of us are not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to die tonight because, yeah, there's so much of unfinished business and I also need to do a lot of cleaning and cleansing of, of my soul. And I worry. I really worry. Where will I, how the Lord's expression will be when he sees me and, and will he be disappointed that after so many years I've still not got my act right. And I'd like to jump into today's gospel um, from Matthew 12, 35 onwards. It starts off with, let your loins be girded and your lamps burning. Loins be girded. Now, the very act of girding one's loins is to to just put it underneath your, take it underneath, tuck, tuck it in your belt so that you are ready to, for, so that there's a lot of space for physical movement. So the Lord tells his, his listeners, you know, all his disciples, let your loins be girded and your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the marriage feast so that they may open to him at once when he comes and knocks. And who is his master? None other than, than, than Jesus himself. So he tells us, be ready. I'm going to come anytime. And and when, when he comes, it's not going to be... With the, with, he's not going to be wielding a sword and this big, huge book and like, okay, I'm here and, and opens this book. Uh, imagine, just take some time to imagine how that first meeting with, with the Lord would be and how he would, you know, you know, the other day, I think it was just about two days ago, I was just, I was just imagining the scene in, in heaven. Yeah, heaven. When I'm, when I meet the Lord and how would like, ah, finally I get to meet you. And would he spoil that meeting, my first meeting with him? I mean, yeah, when I'm seeing him face to face, would he spoil it with, <coughs> excuse me, with this, okay, uh, here you are and this is what you've done wrong. I, I think there'll be a lot of things to be, he and I would, would just sit down and have it. Beautiful, beautiful chat first. It'll be the I think the longest chat I've ever had. Where where we would we just talk about funny things and crazy things. And I'd imagine that that would be the way in which I would that my first meeting would be with Jesus. And then and then I'd like give account and, and it'll be a it'll be a nice friendly discussion between between my God and myself. So I would think, I would think, like, like if, even in today's gospel, right? He says that um, the uh, the servant is waiting for his master to come back, and and here's the master. He's waiting for the master, and 
evading in anticipation. So probably the master is coming back from the from the marriage phase. And I'm sure the master would have stories to tell the the servant. Like the servant is it, like now we, it's very it has a negative connotation. But uh, what what it meant was those who give service to the community. It's I, my service to, the, to my master. So I can imagine the master coming back and say, oh, yeah, there were so many people. And there was lots of wine and we drank. And yeah, I saved some some, yeah, some goodies for you. And then, the, and then there'd be so much of excitement. There would be a lot of, yeah, a lot of back and forth kind of uh, ex- communication happening. And then he goes on. Uh, and then, so that when he when uh, he says when he comes, at once he gets up and he 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 opens the door for his master. There's a lot of anticipation. So that is how the Lord is telling us. He's reassuring us. He's 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 trying to tell us death is not something so uh, formidable that you've got to look for it and and think. Oh my gosh, it's this is going to be the nas the most horrid dust moment in my life. No, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful meeting. The minute we just let go of this life, it's going to be this wonderful entering into this communion that we've ne- that we've longed for, but never had on this earth. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be that kind of a, a non- uh, yeah, non ex, not experienced so far. And then he moves on. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. When he finds awake when he comes. So we're not, uh, uh, yeah, we're not just being idle. Now, when I mean idle, I do not include rest in that because the Lord God himself, who didn't need no rest, rested on her. Sabbath day, he was uh, he was doing nothing, doing absolutely nothing. So uh, do not, yeah, it's not to do nothing to do with rest. Says so when he finds a way, I tell you, and what did the master do? I mean, uh, uh, that's a, the best part about this master, right? So what does he do? He puts on his apron, and he has them sit at the table, and he will come and serve them. So. All that images of this, yeah, it's it's just squashed down because his master, when he comes and he finds his servant uh, just waiting for him, he'll say, okay, now you come, you sit down because I've been served and I went to the wedding feast. You sit down, now it's my turn to serve you. It's my turn to, to wait on you. So the master does that and he comes and he, and he will serve his servant. So Jesus is portrayed as a suffering servant. So, and it's a kind of a reference also to a kind of a communal community meal. And if he comes on the second watch or on the third, so whichever watch he comes, he finds that the servant is still waiting. So blessed are those servants. And it ends there. So, uh, uh, Christ uh, calls his followers to maintain this vigilance at all times. For no one knows when the end will come. My CCC quotes.
Each person has a specific calling that must be fulfilled diligently in this life with love and a spirit of service. So what is your calling and what is my calling? Today, I need to think about what's my calling. Am I fully engaged in my calling? So um, if you look at your call, your call would be would be something that you enjoy doing. Like, like for instance, uh, my, my call, I, I know that this is my call because ever since I can remember, I think even about um, how many years back would that would it about 20, almost close to 30 years, I've always, my Bible, has always, I've always scripted these references. I've always take a pen, take um, uh, yeah, pens and write down everything on my Bible. And I, and I had no idea why. Now today when I, and, and I've had like a few Bibles since then, and today when I, when I look at my call, it's, it's always been in me, the love for scripture, the love to, uh, the passion to, to really get into the nuts and the bowls of scripture. And today I'm doing, and I can see that being fulfilled in my life. So, and, and even I used to, I used to sing. At one time when I was, um, I used to sing solo in church in, uh, in, when I was in India. And, 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 and to, to add to my voice was the beautiful, beautiful sound system in that church, Notre Dame des Anges. And I remember I, I, when I used to sing it, I, I remember this, there's a few old ladies who, who were there and then they requested uh, that, that uh, my voice, uh, my songs be recorded. And then we did a recording because they said that they just want to see, hear it over and over again. And then I lost my voice. Like now sometimes when I sing, right, it's just like, it just sort of cracks and I can't hit the right tune. Then I think, then I think to myself, hey, why is it that, uh, what do I do with my voice? Like, is it gone? Uh, but I still feel that I, I have some kind of a, a a nice kind of a voice, and I feel and and someone who told me that that when she hears so funny, when she hears my podcast, she feels it just sort of lulls her to sleep because of of my voice sounds so soothing. So I'm glad that at least if I'm not singing, I'm just at least helping people to to sleep. Oh my gosh. And she says that my best podcasts are the ones. Yeah, this Rachel. She says my best podcasts are the ones that make her to, that make her sleep while she's doing her assignments. So yeah, I, I, I took it as a compliment. But anyways, so to, in order to to understand our calling, right, we should look back at our life and see all the things that we really enjoy doing, and 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 because God will not tell us suddenly uh, appear in the middle of the night and say, okay, now do this, and you're like, Lord, I'm not prepared. I don't know. I don't know what to do, and I, I don't like doing that. God will not do that. He will, he, he, God will call you from the time you are young, from the time you can remember, through your passion. So think about our calling, and yes, uh, and yes, and just, just imagine how your meeting with Jesus would be, and when we meet Him face to face. Hallelujah. Amen. Have a great day, everyone.